0: We have met at this chosen ground to settle for good and all who holds sway over the five points, us natives or the foreign hordes.
1: Yeah! Welcome to Movies, Charles seen episode 50. My name is Crossman. I'm
2: Wilson. And I'm Charles.
1: And this week we we'll watch the 2002 movie Gangs of New York. Charles, tell us about Gangs of NYC.
2: (laughs) Okay, so at the beginning of this movie, um, two gangs in New York have a big battle. And the leader of the Dead Rabbits gang, who are Irish Catholics, gets killed. And then it cuts to 16 years later when the leader's son returns to that area of New York. And the son ends up gaining favor with the leader of what had been the the leader of the rival gang who killed his father, um, but he intended to, or he intends to kill this guy and get revenge um, for his father. Um, so he kinda gains favor in the gang and becomes basically Bill's right-hand man, Bill's the, the guy he's trying to kill. Um, but his assassination attempt fails, he gets cast out, basically starts another gang to fight back, and it culminates in another big gang fight during these riots in New York. And then he is finally able to kill the guy and get revenge for his father.
0: Yeah, Uh, this was my movie. Um, I picked it for a few reasons. Uh, One, I wanted to do a a Daniel Day-Lewis movie. He has a new movie coming out on Christmas, which I already have tickets for, um, (laughs) uh, called Phantom Thread. Uh, And I, I know that Charles, you have never seen a Daniel Day-Lewis movie before, right? As far right?
2: as I'm aware, I don't think I have.
0: Okay, I feel like you remember it if you would. Yeah. Um, so I, I was debating between this and There Will Be Blood. I picked this one because I feel like it's less discussed, although There Will Be Blood might be the superior movie. probably is. Um, but I think this also is also an excellent movie. Uh, I think this is also the first movie that Scorsese and DiCaprio... Uh, did together, um, That which sounds is, right. which is notable. Is it, this predates The Aviator, right? Yes, for yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think this is their first movie together and they since then did many movies together um, and will continue to, I'm sure. So it's notable in that respect. I also picked it because it takes place in an interesting period in American history. Um, so yeah. it, it takes place during the Civil War and a little bit after the Civil War and we hear a lot about the events of the Civil War, I think, when we study America and like what led up to it, but we, I don't think we learn much about what the culture around those events was like. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating and also very influential on how America was essentially reformed after the, the war between the states. Um, so in that sense, I think this is a movie that deals with an underrepresented aspect of American history. Um, and deals with it in a pretty honest, true to history way. I mean, it takes liberties because it's a movie, um, yeah. and it's you know trying to get butts in the seats. But <clears throat> the larger picture that it paints of the society, I think, is is pretty compelling and 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 true to true to the history. And in that sense, I think it's an important film, or at least a, a film that's uh, worth watching. Um, what how, how do you feel about Kings of New York*, Crossman? Um,
1: I I liked it on rewatch. Okay, it's, um... when did you see it last? ages ago yeah me too like 15 years ago maybe <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um ddl's powerhouse in this movie yes he is uh he really steals the movie and yes he does that, that alone i think makes it worth watching um the intro battle scene i found to be pretty awesome it was yeah. like one of the better like sort of Incoherent action scenes <laughs> that you'll see put to film.
0: Yeah, I think it calls to mind uh, the beginning of Gladiator. Uh, yeah, which we last it watched. It's similar eras. Yeah, there were then like a year of each other, I think. Yeah, and yeah, I, I
1: think the movie does an amazing job building up environment um, through its incredible set. <sighs> yeah, uh, it's huge. Yeah, it's enormous. It doesn't
2: yeah. really look like a set.
1: Yeah, it is, but, it, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. It,
2: I mean, a lot of sets look obviously like a set because they're, they're a little small.
1: Yeah, yeah, so apparently it was like a square mile set. Yeah, guard, they, they, they essentially created. built a small town yeah, Dang. to make this movie. Yeah. Um, and then I was, um, and we can get to this, but I found the end to be a bit of a letdown. Like the very, very end? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> I, yeah. I actually found the end to be, like, bad and kind of, like,
0: tainted the movie for me. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I mean, I get what he's doing, but... Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. We, we, we can get into it okay, right so, now. So the end... Go ahead. Yeah. The end,
1: <laughs> they're a, about to like reenact the battle from the first scene in the movie. Yeah. And then the, I assume, Union gunships... Oh, we're talking about something else then. But okay, go ahead. Sorry. Fire into the city, and it breaks up this battle. And uh, DDL is like wounded. Yeah. Uh, and then Leonardo DiCaprio just kills him. Yeah. And then smash cut to, we're in an old-timey graveyard, and they buried DDL next to Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio's father. Yeah. Cue you 2 music play. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a bad CGI montage of New York kind of evolving over time up to... The moment where it has the twin towers and then stops there
0: yeah so there's a history there um because this movie was originally slated to be released december 2001. Mm. um and harvey weinstein uh decided to delay it a full year to cut like 25 minutes out of the movie or something right then that, no that's not why that's what ended up happening yeah um, but the, the Wait, declared
2: cut minutes from this movie oh yeah, yeah there's about 20 there's a
0: longer version minutes. there's a there's a version of it out there that's like Three hours and 15 Jesus minutes. Christ.
1: Actually, the version doesn't exist, though, because Scorsese does not believe in... Oh, I
0: thought it was floating uh, around somewhere.
1: It uh, might be floating around, but Scor- Scorsese does not believe in alternate version or cuts of his I movies. can kind of get behind that, actually. He, he
0: does not do director yeah. cuts or special yeah, I think edition I was, cuts. I can, I can understand that. Yeah, I, I mean, he came up with the same era as, like, yeah. this guy. And, and we'll George see what Marcus. happens when he dies, right? But Yeah, uh, yeah no <laughs> shit. Um, but he doesn't... Okay, so, so it, it hasn't been released. delayed... A year to get 20 minutes cut out of it. No, no, no. It was delayed. That, that might have been the real reason, but the declared yeah. reason that it was delayed uh, was because Harvey Weinstein thought that America wouldn't go to a movie that features huge amounts of violence in the streets of New York two months after, or three months after 9 11. It was, it was a 9-11 delay mm. was the declared reason so it ended up coming so out where
1: Spider-Man. didn't Spider-Man get delayed or? it
0: got delayed a few months and they added a scene where Spider-Man lands on a roof of a building and there's like an American flag behind him Yeah, like everybody cheers well they, they <laughs> cut out like some World Trade Center scenes they, yeah what you're right you yes. like
2: I saw the lead scene online where he, like, webs a helicopter between
1: twin towers. So that was yeah. a part of the advertising campaign of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, and I don't know if that was ever actually, like, in the movie. But okay. it was in the advertising campaign. And then... And then wasn't. And then it wasn't, because, like, yeah. September 11th happens, and the yeah. movie is supposed to come out, like, <laughs> right after that. Right, so yeah, I think it did I get pushed back. I don't know if it was pushed back or not. I think but... it
0: was, um, and they did add a few scenes. And you can tell that they were shot afterwards. Um, but yeah, uh, one of them is just a straight CG scene. And then the other one is <laughs> like, there's, uh, a bunch of New Yorker, like, you know, New York guy type guys yeah. on the bridge, um, that are walking, um, walking here, they're, they're the walking, yeah, they're walking <laughs> here <Yeah. laughs> and, um, they like end up throwing a bunch of stuff with the green goblin and saying how like New York doesn't back down and they're really tough and all this shit. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and yeah. it's, and that was added apparently after nine uh, 11 as well. Uh, um, so I, I think that's the Spider Man movies great. Right. Yeah, but that's stupid pandering, I agree. Um I I was
1: shocked at how bad <laughs> the ending was. I forgot how bad it was. I was like I'm fine with the like you you don't do the battle part and then it's like a very unsatisfying end to yeah. Bill the Butcher, who's like a very scary yeah, th- character throughout the film. Yeah, I think
0: that part works really well. Like the union show, show soldiers cannoning yeah. uh, canoning everything and like just breaking up like it, it it I think it lines up with the messaging of the film I think it makes sense to me but the very very end with like I, the yeah. graveyard where they're buried next to each other I was like what, yeah, what is this no no yeah. I, that, I got that too like that didn't even bother me like really bad he, was like he talks about how like the the priest is the only guy he ever like was worth remembering that he ever killed are, like the only honorable person right had, yeah and they like, like come from this it. they come from this same era and they like have this similar perspective about Honor and you know the the honor among thieves kind of thing and all that and that gets just then that's what like the the shelling at the end of the movie represents the destruction of that right like that kind of okay. ideal within America so like burying them next to each other makes sense to me what doesn't work is the CG montage of like New York getting With built YouTube. up <laughs> and, the, and the music choices yeah the music uh, cut in very suddenly and yeah. very
2: loudly as well it was yeah. very
0: jarring right and like they the, Scorsese has given interviews about that and he's been specifically been asked about leaving in the Twin Towers because it would have been super easy to cut that out mm-hmm. um, and he <laughs> consciously chose not to and he said it's because New York is constantly evolving and it changes all the time and this is how it looked then and it'll look different in, in 10 years and in 15 years. Yeah, which just kind of what the point which is. Which is what the point, and I get yeah. that. Like That makes sense to me and again, lines up with the movie. I don't think it was executed that well. Um, the first in, I think, two bad Scorsese endings. The other one is The Departed, with that fucking rat that shows up right at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that has no business being there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mostly agree with the, the montage not really landing. U2 in particular is just like... <laughs>
1: it really dates the movie. I right? my remote. It was like, lower <laughs> volume, lower volume, lower volume. <laughs> and I, have, um, I had a warning, too, because I had subtitles on. It was like, U2's you, hand that builds America starts playing. <laughs> I was like, no, no! No, no!
0: <laughs> They're not even American.
1: <laughs> Anything but U2. <YouTube. laughs> uh, yeah. But, but that's like very of the moment, right? Because like early 2000s, U2 like has this resurgence. Uh,
0: yeah, they both they, they released that uh, one about the bomb, how we built the bomb album. I think that came out after. Okay, I don't, I don't that, pay attention. That that came out like a-
1: after. I remember this hilarious like internet article, like sort of like early internet comedy. Right. Someone writing this article that was like the eleven worst songs of like 2004 or something, <laughs> and it was just the track list of <laughs> YouTube <remember> <laughs> yeah. album How to Disassemble an Atomic Bomb. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah, right? that was it.
0: Yeah, what a fucking pretentious title. Like they're explaining All to the their world. All music is super pretentious. Yes, it is, and shitty. Which
1: is why, like, the sort of on the nose, like, hands that build America is such yeah. an awful choice. Yeah.
0: I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that he should have played that song. Uh, uh, I mean, but he's always been, especially with his music choices, a very, like, of the moment director, right? Like, he, he likes the, his rock and roll songs. He likes the popular tunes. He's, he's not going to go find some. He's not Paul Thomas Sanderson, right? Like, he's not going to go find the deep cut. To, no, I mean, to score his movie. In the party plays picked, he that. He
2: cuts for Boogie Nights.
0: I mean, there were some more than others. I mean, like, Jesse's Girl is not, but other other ones are. It's, Especially because that movie's just like a music video, and you're yeah. going to get some. Scorsese played that horrible
1: DraftKick Murphy song in uh, the Departy. Shipping Departed, out to Boston.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm into yeah. that song. That song works for me yeah uh. Uh, and then he opens it with the get it, get it. yeah because they're in boston <laughs> uh, they play it at Celtics games too and yeah. shipping out to boston yeah they play it at red sox games yeah, and red Sox games i'm sure also patriots games <laughs> yeah yeah um but uh that opens with what what stone song it's like give me shelter i think and something like that yeah and like comfortably numb is in that movie like there's a lot of just they, when they're, like, doing cocaine, it's so on the nose. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, he needs a better
1: uh, audio director or he, something. Yeah, so... Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the role is that chooses the music, but... Yeah. DJ. I but, know what they do, like... Oh, I've heard, at least, that what directors do is they'll just be like, we hope it's a song, and they'll edit it to, like, cause they the, need the song that they want. They need the rights. And then yep. the actual song's, like, a million dollars, but... <clears throat> or a bazillion dollars, and Scorsese, because he commands he can do whatever he, he wants, he can do whatever he wants. He can get the money for the song, and he'll get artists to like acquiesce to yeah, yeah. whatever he wants. It's like how yeah, be in this all the more season. reason that you should choose better songs. <laughs> like if you have access to any song,
0: choose yeah. a good one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Silence had a really good soundtrack though, because there wasn't any music in that movie. Was uh, it, wasn't, yeah. uh, it wasn't like traditional Japanese music, or like no, like I think it was consciously uh, not scored. Um, but it okay. okay. sounds is great. Um, it fits with the title. It fits with, yeah. Uh, that's, that's the joke. Clever. That's the joke. Um, but yeah, this movie, I think mostly outside of that U2 song has a, a contemporary soundtrack, right? Not contemporary with 2002, but contemporary with the setting. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of like tin whistles and like uh, Celtic drums and stuff. Yeah, like the that. battle at the beginning had like some sort of rock tune, whatever, going along with it. But it sounded uh, kind of weird. No, it sounded no, no. very
2: early
1: 2000s. No, question. it was like a tin whistle. Yeah, song, but they added right? some
2: extra you know, like, instrumentation that was very early 2000s. Yeah, like I I once everything
0: once the fighting weird. starts.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe the fighting part. Yeah. When they're like gearing up, there's like oh, this yeah. like yeah. march. There's like this like Celtic march. Yes. There, like,
0: yeah, that um works. Yeah, and they bring it back when they're like prepping again at the when end they of the movie. Or doing the same thing again, when they're yeah. repeating history. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, uh, part of the reason I picked this movie, or the primary reason, is that it's a Daniel Day Lewis movie. Charles, what do you think about him? This is, he's supposed to be one of the greats, and here's your first exposure, so how he's do you He's definitely
2: land? got an incredible screen presence. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <clears throat> Well, based on what I've seen, he seems to play a similar character. Uh, when I compare it with scenes from there, will be blood that I've seen. Yeah, I think snippets of it is just this like very intense person.
0: Yeah, these are those two: Bill the Butcher and and uh, Daniel Plainview are probably his two most similar characters. Okay, but he maybe also because I've only seen those. Yeah, two he, I mean he also appeared in Age of Innocence two. and The Crucible and My Left Foot and The uh, Name of My Father, right? Like and, and in those movies I think he's doing something else. Like he can. Okay. He, he was Lincoln, right? Like he yeah. can play really reserved if he wants to. Yeah, he can um, play the other side of the coin. In the game, I mean, like. Right, and I know I. This <laughs> This is the first time I've watched this movie since Lincoln came out, and I was like, it was hard not to like call for that to be called to mind, right? Yeah, that yeah, he's um, throwing the knife at the picture of Lincoln, and it's like, hey, that's that's you in 10 yeah. years.
2: <laughs> See, I don't know, like, it was definitely an amazing performance, uh, and it's a great character, but I feel like it's not, um, the kind of performance that I haven't seen before elsewhere from other actors, and sure. I feel like the way he's lauded that it would be like an even further higher level of sort of
0: you I know. hear that.: Yeah. I mean I think part of the reason that he gets so much attention and uh, praise is that he is a method actor's method actor, right like mm-hmm. he actually does the thing uh, for this...
2: Geraldo's like trying to be him.
0: Right. so like for this movie, he trained with a master butcher for several months before filming started.
2: For the like ten seconds on screen that he actually
0: cuts meat. Yeah, exactly. Like literally, that's it. Like the the m- new movie that he has coming out he's, with. A, he likes sewed a dress. He sewed a dress, and it's like this fancy dress. He's a, he's a, a fashion designer in 18th century England, and he learned how to sew a dress for the Phantom Thread that's coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he knows probably way more about oil than I do because of <laughs> will be blood. Um, so it, he's he's known for like when he did Lincoln, he would only communicate in contemporary. Uh, speech mm-hmm. patterns and word choices like he essentially just stay in character mm-hmm. the whole time um, so i think that that is part of the mystique can he do the same thing for this this movie, movie yeah he does like yeah. he, he does that for most he movies. always goes so.
2: method i, I did yeah. like his accent
0: oh it's great yeah yeah it's it, it's so like he, he he is just chewing on each word right yeah <laughs> it's like
1: the... apparently it's based on a a wax cylinder of walt whitman speaking really oh, yeah. Yeah, because they needed a, a sample of like what people would talk like, huh. and they're for whatever reason from the same time period. There's a wax cylinder kicking wow. out. It sounds a bit.
2: It sounds a bit like a proto New York accent, so yeah, that makes the, sense. Yeah, it does. You, you can hear the current day New York accent in it.
0: Yeah, well, and you you can't hear his accent at all because he's English. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's okay. from England, and I don't know what he sounds like. He normally, sounds like I a guess. dude from England, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not there at all. Okay, not even a little That's bit. Really they, they said one of the yeah.
1: things that they picked up on was the like O R L is pronounced like O I L, so
0: like world becomes like wild, wild, yeah. yeah so it's like a proto. <coughs> it is a proto New York accent, yeah, which is yeah. the Nor- New York accent now. Yeah, if you want to like really ham it up, if you, um, really <laughs> if you really want to be walking here. You really want to be walking here, yeah, yeah, uh, but. There is a lot of walking in this movie. <laughs> they're, they're all like, yeah, they don't have cars. It's, all, it's a lot
1: of walk and talk, actually. Yeah,
0: it's very like Sorkin-esque. Yeah, it's very chatty and um, they kind of dig into the language of it a lot. Right. Like there's a floweriness to some of the speech here. Yeah, um, especially with, with Bill. Like, he has a lot of lines that he, you know, really latches onto, right? Mm-hmm. And, get, and, and gets a lot out of them.
1: Um, a lot of actors acting in accent, though. John C. Riley has mm-hmm. a pretty strong Irish accent in this movie. Yep. Who's not Irish? Uh, mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, and He's DiCaprio's a decent, Very distracting. Irish John C. Riley,
2: yeah, because he's got such a unique face that I can always oh, tell yeah. it's him. That's a character, and face. I'm too used to seeing him in like comedic films, so he kind of stuck out like a sore thumb in this one. Doctor Steve Rule, <laughs> <laughs> which one? It's Doctor
1: Br- Steve Rule <laughs> <laughs> in Tim and Eric's awesome show. Oh, yeah, I
2: haven't seen that one. It, I've seen him in other stuff.
0: That's like some of his funniest. funniest Th- that's stuff. him at his weirdest, right? Like when he's just going. Like, no, I think like, I know. I weird. think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now. yeah. He just seen, plays like a total ignoramus. Like. Yeah, and that's the joke. That's <laughs> it's a joke, joke, but it's, it's very, very funny. really dumb. <laughs> it's very funny though. He does it really well. Yeah, he's a he's a. We've talked about him a little bit uh, when we watched Boogie Nights because uh, he was unexpectedly in that too, and that's more of a comedy, obviously, than this movie is. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he but, fit more there. Yeah, he's he's still like a really strange actor in that he to me he does fit in a lot of different roles and he can do so many things and he looks funny like he's funny looking. Um but he can also like kinda play it straight and like be this character actor too and he's got some like very serious comedy jobs. Like, yeah. Step brothers is hilarious. Yep. Right. They, and he's just playing like a
1: doofus character opposite Will Ferrell. Yeah, and, and same
0: yep. same thing in Boogie Nights, right? Like yeah. that guy's ridiculous. But then you look at something like um like Heart Eight, uh, PTA's first movie, and it's not funny and he's playing a leading man in a drama essentially, and it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I just he, haven't seen him in enough
2: serious roles. I he guess. hasn't gotten that many. I think he, yeah. he,
0: they realized he was funny and like <laughs> really funny and just put him in yeah. more of that type of role. Um, but he could if he wanted to. I think that's the sense I get. And I think you see some of it here because this is a, a serious role in a serious movie Yeah, uh, for him. Uh, he's an unceremonious end where he's hung. <laughs> uh, that's pretty ceremonious to me. Like, He yeah. <laughs> like ends up like strapped mm-hmm. onto the, uh, oh, the town square or whatever. Yeah, that was the one of the more violent mo- moments in a very violent movie. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. He
1: kind of had a coming to
0: him, right? He was he's a crooked cop, he's a traitor. Yeah. Yeah, that also, right. Yes. Cuz he's with uh
1: DiCaprio's family in, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And yep. And then he's a cop and he and Then
2: most of their him. elders turn coded after they lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that I think was a running theme at the beginning of the movie, right? You you'd have all these flashbacks to the walk through towards the battle and then Here's Leo when he's older, seeing these people again and seeing them in a new context. Um, And a lot of it not very friendly to what his father died for. Um, Which I think is effective. Like the narrative in the story is pretty, narrative in this movie is is pretty straightforward. It's just a revenge story, right? And I I think that if you break down those component pieces, it's very simple, right? Like Guy's father gets murdered. He grows up, ingratiates himself with, with the guy, seeks revenge, gets revenge, movie over. Yeah. yeah, a lot of parallels with like Count of Monte Cristo. And yeah, like other similar revenge stories. Uh, right, it's a it's yeah. tale's old time, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think what makes this, what makes the movie work, really, is all the other things. Like there are so many details about the period, about the other characters that are in the movie. So many little vignettes and scenes, and just that that flesh out this setting and this time, and just make it feel so vibrant and so big.
2: That seems like a very Scorsese thing based on all the movies I've seen from him. He likes to kind of display the social culture and the social hierarchy of a time by showing so many different characters from like every different sector of New York from this period. Lots of different interactions and scenes, little little scenes between them to Mm -hmm. establish what everything was like there.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, he's a director that kind of functions in two modes because he has that mode, which is the more popular one. Mm-hmm. And you can, the casino that we watch, this movie, yeah. Goodfellas, does the same thing. of Wall Street is similar in that respect. Uh, and then he has the, his other more, I, I don't, I don't want to say serious, but reserved, artsy kind of films sure. where it would like Kundun and Last Temptation and Silence and, and stuff like that. Um, but in this mode, which he firmly is here, uh, yeah, he's very concerned with, I feel like, scale. Yeah, like he he wants to make a he wants to tell a big story about big events in a big place and with big characters and just make it all take up as much of the screen as he can. I did um, like how vibrant and alive everything felt. So many extras.
2: Yeah, every scene yeah. was
0: so crowded. Yeah, and and it's all real stuff too, right? Like we talked about it. Like he built so, so much yeah. mm-hmm. for in this Italy. movie in Italy. Yes, yeah, it was
1: a giant set that they built in Italy. Yeah,
0: they found the they went to Italy for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they can't. film. I mean, they couldn't film it here, right? Like that five oh, points don't, so. don't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. right? And they don't look like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so he would need he, he would need a, just a big area to do it. And yeah, they did it in, in Italy. Um, I don't know, I figure usually you go to some back lot in L.A. or something like that. It's not big enough. Yeah, yeah. it was like an actual square mile set. All right. Yeah, it's just, I have no idea how much this costs, but this this feels like the last of an era, right? Like you don't, one of the last of an era. Like you don't see movies that look and feel like this so much anymore, Mm -hmm. right? That have this much real physical, tangible items in a big historical epic, you know, with... uh, that much space in that little CG, right there.
1: Yeah. Nowadays, you just fill in CG for it instead. Yeah. Um, they they did do it with, um, although it's not as big. They did it with um, There Will Be Blood,
0: yeah, like, that's all true. the
1: yeah. like villages that they're in, they
0: like built. Yeah, but that's way that's like Waste five Walmart. buildings. <laughs> <Wasted> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's
1: a much more stark movie,
0: right? Yeah, and it, which is and it works and it's by design. I guess they had to build the actual like oil derrick. You yeah. that, w- that was probably a gargantuan undertaking because it blows up.
1: Yeah, yeah I remember <laughs> them <laughs> talking about it, like um, some of the set design for There Will Be Blood, which is a very different movie, but I assume they did similar things where they, they, they drew out like what they wanted, but there were like no plans for it. And then they just like set about building it. Okay. And so things look like a little more haphazard when you do it that which way. Which makes sense. So you have like very talented carpenters who can like, build a sensible thing, but if they're yeah. not like, you know, using those square yeah. square corners on everything, mm-hmm. you get stuff that like looks a lot more natural. Yeah, it and looks like more natural was, to the time period. It looks like yeah. it was built in the 1870s. Yeah, where they would have yeah. just been like,
0: we're gonna build a building here. And yeah, they just like go. <laughs> here's yeah. a blueprint. Yep. Yeah, here's the materials <laughs> that we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this but I think I read that the only uh, CG, not probably not the literally only, but the only like extensive use of CG in gangs. Uh, was the elephant towards the end of the movie?
2: I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it,
0: it stood out a bit. Yeah. Uh, so apparently they brought guess who they brought in to help with the elephant scene? It's somebody George you know, Lucas. Yes, <laughs> they brought in George Lucas uh, to help shoot. Well, Lucas Arts is known for. Her. Yeah, but George, the actual George Lucas, showed up to help shoot that <laughs> oh. that moment <laughs> and okay. like frame it correctly because he obviously worked with CG pretty extensively. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It, it, it worked. Felt like the boat.
2: The boat boxing scene yes. look. So oh yeah, deep? you're probably right. Yeah, yeah
1: there's a the background But but the s- s- sitting boat is much easier than live animal. Yeah. realistic.
0: Right, and that was yeah. it, like they couldn't find an actual elephant to well, yeah. do this. <laughs> and, uh, that's and that's
1: fair. I mean, you shouldn't use elephants for this kind of thing. That's no, fine. It, yeah, yeah, I'm not. It's not a critique. It's, yeah.
0: they probably did the right thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was the only like really extensive uh, moment of CG apparently um, in this movie. Uh, so this, uh, like we mentioned earlier, this is the first collaboration that I can recall between Scorsese and DiCaprio. The beginning mm-hmm. of a still ongoing partnership. Um, how do we think about wh- what do we think about Leo in this movie? Did, did he work? Was he effective? Did, I think he's pretty overshadowed by Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, and it's really hard to like keep your eyes. Off Sounds
2: Daniel like Day-Lewis. that's true yeah. in almost every case, right? when he's
0: in this yeah. mode it is yeah. right like cause he, he dominates. it's a little louder yeah he dominates there will be blood in a similar way uh, although paul dano really holds up next to him pretty well um so i think paul gleeson also does a good job of mm-hmm. keeping his his character is very interesting
1: but much more so in character so yeah and much smaller character whereas yeah.
0: DiCaprio's in most scenes in the movie right and well and he's like his character is doing something different, right? Like he's not supposed to be calling a lot of attention to himself, like the, the mm-hmm. point of his plot, like when I say his plot, I mean like the character's plan, not the plot yeah. of the movie. Um, his, yeah. his scheme is <laughs> to kind of fade backward and to like yeah. ingratiate himself in a way that he becomes a natural part of the group that isn't necessarily yeah. centered. Um, so it makes sense that his performance would be overshadowed by, by Daniel Day-Lewis. I don't think that means the performance doesn't work, right? I think it's still effective. Yeah, what yeah.
1: I'm I, I I thought it was fine. I don't I don't think it's like his best role. I think the Aviator it was like where he really. I like that movie. Shown. It uh, felt
2: like he didn't yeah. have as much room to show that much range in this one.
1: I mean, he's it's yeah. a pretty one-track character.
2: Yeah, the character felt a little flat as a whole, so he didn't yeah. seem to,
1: you know, stretch his legs much. I actually wasn't even clear why he turned and then like turned again. It didn't. Feel like the motivations for the character were always clear. Like he ingratiates himself with Bill the butcher, right? And then they're like kind of friends after that. And it wasn't clear why he was so friendly with Bill because he had well, many. Oh, really? The idea there him. is that like Bill is such a powerful guy that that
2: like temptation of power is kind of taking over. And, like, he sees, like, the
1: happy life he
2: could live with him and that kind of thing.
1: See, yeah, and then there's the turn, like, with the Irish... Yeah, the uh, the other turn makes a little more sense because he kills the Irishman who attempts to assassinate Bill. But he also, like, saves Bill from that. But then he sees the it, like Bill's cruelty on Cameron Diaz and on the Irishman. Right.
0: And, and... He, he, he saves Bill because he wants to kill him. Okay, that, I think that was exactly what. was Yeah, going but out. he
2: has yeah. that struggle at the end because he like feels terrible that he let Bill survive. I think, like after he goes behind and like sobs behind like a wooden barrier. Oh, that, so he must have been like someone conflicted. No, at no, least, I, the, I, I, the I read there like, he
1: was like feeling bad about the Irishman who dies because
0: he sort of cruelly gets yeah. killed by Bill. I think I guess I read that a third way then, because yeah. uh, I think that both of those are plausible. But I read it as just a, he was so overwhelmed by having saved Bill, knowing that he still had to do it because he wanted he wanted to be the one. I think it was really important for him that he's the yeah. one that kills Bill, and but he still wants the guy dead. And he's so overwhelmed with that conflict as well as just the entire falseness of his life since he left the orphanage. Because I, I think that he his scheme all along was to <coughs> to get in with Bill so that he can get close to him and he can kill him, yeah. Uh, in you know a way that will keep him alive at the end of it. Um, so that that scene where he goes backstage and starts crying, I, I see that as just him like having finally having a moment where all of the emotional complexity of the movie up until that point for him hits him, and it hits him at this like violent, abruptly, unexpectedly violent moment. Um, so that. That's how I read it, but I think that your, your points make sense, too. It's maybe there's more complexity to this character than I thought. Yeah, like there would be assassins like
1: well in, in this, this
0: one thing. scene. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that I liked about this movie is or about this the, the DiCaprio character specifically is that we don't have a moment where he says in his voiceover because he has voiceover throughout the movie. My my plan is to make friends with Bill the Butcher Get on his good side. Yeah, I'm fine enough. with that. Right? I like that <laughs> yeah. we we have we just see his plan play out, and it becomes clear to us eventually what he's doing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That we don't need the the explanation of it. We don't need a moment where he sits down with the buddy that he knew when he was a kid and says, "This is what I'm going to do. Are you on my side or whatever?" Like the yeah, he has faith in I'm, us. Yeah,
1: I'm fine with that kind of storytelling. Yeah. It still felt that, like, the character's motivations, like, early in the film in particular,
0: like, didn't always make sense. I mean, to me, early in the film, I I never read it as him actually wanting to be with Bill. Or actually wanting to be friends with Bill. It was always a means to kill him. Right? A means to get close enough to kill him. Yeah. And I think that you see that, like, when he first encounters Bill when he's playing that poker game. um, And he sees the picture of his dad behind him. Like you can you can see the conflict yeah. with the character, right? Like how he you can see the rage yeah. uh, with that character. So it, to me that that makes it pretty clear that he's not really just saying, "Okay, fuck you, Dad." I'm going to go make friends with your killer. He's saying, th- and then, and that's why he never tells Bill who he really is, right? Because it would give away his plan. If he yeah. if he wasn't planning to kill him, he could just say, "Like, yeah, you killed my dad," but no, I want to I want to live, so I'll be I'll be buddies with you. Uh, so, I, I like that about the character and, and about his arc. Um, what worked less well, I think, is that they inserted this f- romance subplot with him and Cameron Diaz. <laughs> yeah. 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 Her whole character, seems frivolous. Her character just didn't do anything. Yeah. And it's just another example of Scorsese not really knowing how to direct women or write women. <laughs> She's like the only character. woman in the film too. Yep. Yeah, there's the one that like has the claws for hands that doesn't have. yeah lines. she's like kind of a monster more than like, yeah exactly a person. not a character um, uh but yeah she. and i
1: think this is seems, like very thrown in just cameron ds was popular at the moment like yeah. early 2000s <laughs> yep because she was coming off like charlie Angels one or two or something and, yeah um, or, or he got
0: a studio note early on that said you need a female character in here and yeah, I mean, they there should have, have been all
2: fine. There yeah. should have
0: been a lot of female characters. Right, were. right, right. But my, my point is that he- non-prostitute female characters. He wasn't yeah. thinking- which when, there are many. When he conceived of this movie, he was not thinking about the Cameron Diaz character, is my sense. No. Uh, and that's kind
1: of why- There's uh, a number of token- yeah. She's like a token woman in the film. There's a token black character as well. Yeah, the, uh, guy from The Wire. Guy from The Wire. There's actually yeah. a number of like uh, HBO people in this film. Um, uh, the other uh, Sam and who else? Um, the leader of the gang that like DiCaprio joins. He was on Boardwalk Empire. Oh yeah, he was, which was also produced by Scorsese. Yeah. So these are like you can see the paths intersecting. Right. This. He was Al Capone in that. Yeah. Show. He, he was good. He's a very good Capone. He was really good. Yeah.
0: I yeah. I missed that, but you're right. I knew I'd seen him somewhere and I couldn't put my finger on it. At uh, first I thought it was Turtle
1: from Entourage. And no, then I it's was not like a fucking turtle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a similar build and I yeah, guess. Yeah. But
0: also an HBO guy. Yeah. And yeah. also produced by produced by Scorsese. Did he? Yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that was just all <laughs> Wahlberg.
1: Uh, I thought it was produced by Scorsese. Okay. Yeah, I could be wrong in that. But he, he definitely produced Boardwalk Empire. Oh, yeah. And that character is in Boardwalk. Yeah, Empire, that's a, he's a, one of the main characters. A much better show
0: than fucking like, Entourage. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, did, yeah I didn't know he had anything to do with that. But, okay. Um, yeah. yeah,
1: he also directed, I think, the first two
0: episodes yes. of Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, I remember when yeah. it premiered and I was
1: like, I'm going to watch it. And that. also built a ridiculous set for that because they built the Atlantic City set mm-hmm. in California. And it's yeah. like little, a pretty good portion of the actual yeah. Boardwalk. They
0: filmed a. Filmed a portion of that show here too, of Warwalk Empire. It's uh, so like when they need to be by water. I think they they we would shoot film. in California. I, I I remember hearing that there was a set here. There like was some on shooting. Water. Yeah. Oh, maybe. in New York. Hmm. Uh, I don't have any sight for that, but I just remember hearing it at some point. Yeah. Uh, returning to right. Oh, no, I think he that. doesn't
1: give these characters like he doesn't. Help these characters, but I think by just like having these kind of throwaway one-off characters that represent like larger, like there should be more women characters in the movie. Like, obviously. There yeah. should be a lot more black characters in the movie and there just aren't. Yeah. And I mean, I, like, I think he, that's... he was also just
2: there and didn't really end up doing anything, right? He just gets hanged. It's also extra weird because... <laughs> Sorry,
1: that g- grammar has changed.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: It's also weird because they have multiple characters that are like extremely racist in many different ways and yeah. they don't like black people. But he's just always kind of hanging out there at their meetings mm-hmm. and they never seem to have a problem with it until the very end of the movie. Did you notice that as well? That seemed very strange to me.
0: Uh, I mean, the the natives, right? Like the, yeah. the build the butcher gang. And, and just the sort of rioting hordes kind of. Like right, well, because the, 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 the... No, the, I mean, he's
2: there throughout the movie and the natives, like, talk about how racist they are but they just kind of... Don't bother with him being there yeah, that until the end of the movie.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I, say, I, I think I, I remember seeing him not so much with the, at the Native parties or scenes or hangouts or whatever. Like He was he, around DiCaprio, once DiCaprio caprio There were like definitely numerous times where himself. he was there with the Natives with oh, really? DiCaprio, Okay, I just don't yeah, recall them. And
2: then. it stood out as very strange to me after the Natives
1: emphasized how racist they were. Okay. So the, yeah. the the moment that the film ends on the... I forget what they're called. They're like the recruitment riots or something. The draft, Ra- draft riots. The draft riots. Yeah. Like there, there were kind of like pillaging hordes in the city that like hung for days, hung a lot of yes black people, and they show like period piece illustrations yep. of it to like really drive home that this actually happened.
0: But I we only see this powerful. like
1: yeah that was that one was powerful, but we just see like this happened to this one character. So, yeah, the only black guy that feels we like very
0: kind, kind of no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I that, mean that
1: like bothered me about this film.
0: Yeah, it, 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 yeah, Scorsese. I think is when he's directing, when he's dealing with race, when he's dealing with women. We know he's seventy years old, <laughs> right? Like that. When, that's when you can really tell that this is an old man.
1: <laughs> he <laughs> or, lives yeah, in New yeah. York. Like he should know better. Like he.
0: Yeah, there aren't any racist seventy-year-old men in New York. No, New of course, <laughs> yeah. but like he. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I, I think like, that he is. I don't want to say that's not an excuse, but I think that that's when it's most clear, is that he he just is not. Interested in updating anything about that aspect of his filmmaking, yeah he, and like, it's a problem It's yeah. not good yeah mm-hmm. he, he should, but it, it, and until he does, he's going to keep making period pieces. That's it, like they're not going to let him like deal with anything that has to do with uh, what's important right now and the politics of right now, because if you can't talk about the politics of right now without talking about gender and race it'll just it'll, it it would look absurd <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we're correct to criticize this movie on those grounds.
2: It felt like yeah. it had this weird problem of being both too long and too short at the same time. Because for, for one, it felt too long because sometimes it felt long. like it was kind of, it, it is long. And it <laughs> yeah. felt like it was dragging on a little bit. Sometimes the pacing felt a little slow to me, um, where it felt like the things that were happening on screen weren't consequential enough to the actual plot of the movie. Um, and it kind of lost me a bit there. But at the same time, it feels too short in that a lot of the subplots and themes weren't fully explored. Like you know, the issues of racism—they um, feel like they were mentioned but not addressed.
1: Yeah, they there's implications around like how they interact with like uh, Chinese immigrants too, but they don't get into that well. Enough. No, it's just they're kind just kind, of, kind of, there. of like background texture. And that's yeah, and that's like, what
2: I mean by yeah. like they're there but they're not addressed
0: because they don't really say anything about it. They just display it. Uh, I guess I, I kind of want to push back on that a little bit, because um, I mean it's true they don't have a, a, they don't have enough people of color in this movie. Period.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I think that part of what this movie is about, and I think that the uh, closing scene with the, them being shelled by the Union Army uh, or National Guard—I don't even know—but um, I think it is about, and one of the reasons I like it is how much this era defined what America was afterwards. And whether or not Scorsese intended this, and I think he did actually. Um, I think that that message is driven home, that we see this, this casual racism, we see gross corruption, political corruption throughout the movie, we see- Yeah, it's this, our boss tweet as a main is a main character, <laughs> Tammany Hall is a central uh, theme and location in the movie. Uh, we see the, the, uh, the, the Native American themes, come up a little bit um, because there are multiple scenes where they're like scheming to take over the city or whatever and there's like a Native guy in a picture behind them. Um, There's the scene where they have, uh, it was right after the election of the uh, Gleason character for Sheriff. There's the American flag on the wall and they've written on it, Native Americans beware foreign invaders. And it is yeah. meant to be Native Americans, as in people who were born in America, in the, the at the time the Democrats, this, the Democratic Party would have been uh, about that. It, of course, reads as Native Americans, yeah. as in Indians, beware all of these Europeans coming and killing you. And I think that that is a major idea in this movie, that what's happening now has defined America since then, and we haven't gotten over it. Mm-hmm. It, it just... I don't know, it just feels
1: like it overly focuses on white history yeah. as being like the important moment. Yeah, I mean, it's like the... these like, two like clashing groups of white people, and th- it has these kind of token characters throughout that are supposed to represent these larger groups, but so th- it doesn't really go anywhere with that, and it also, I don't think, comes down hard enough on Bill. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I mean, I think he, he, he seems just, he like such a too, slick
2: character, right? It yeah. has the usual problem of glorifying these types of yeah. figures. Yeah, and,
1: and they redeem him at the end by, like, giving him, you know, the, the, the he's like, the has plot. a worthy burial next to his father. Whereas, like, why didn't you just, like, set his body on fire and, like, move to California with your girlfriend?
0: Like, Yeah. yeah. No, but <laughs> like, I think that, that that's why the, that shelling is so important. It's the destruction of that way of life, right? Like, the, this movie ends with, like the because uh, right before that like they're determining the terms of their gang fight and they d- decide on no pistols with their
2: ancient traditions yeah and, and he's, he's talking
0: about ancient laws that are giving him rights to X Y Z and they're, they sh- they end up getting shelled by the Union Army with, and here they are armed with knives and swords and shit and I think I think what the movie's talking about is that this is history this is the past like and you can't go back to it. And you can talk all you want about ancient laws and, and dumb traditions, but there are ancient laws and dumb traditions, and nobody gives a shit when yeah. they have canons.
1: I, I still feel like it has, like, a very liberal ideology to it, where it's like, oh, but in the end, we're all friends, and we <laughs> we deserved each other, and we, we fought a good fight. So well, that's, that's what the characters think, right? Like, that that's Bill's the movie, position. The movie seems to agree with that, though, that, like, they were honorable, and they, you know, they... You know, they lived and died together and they were on equal footing where it was like, but Bill's a nationalist. He would be like a white nationalist today. Yeah. It was a white nationalist then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the immigrants that bear the brunt of his violence,
0: like they're equating them. I guess I I don't read this movie as as friendly to Bill as as you do. I think that they see him, like when, when we have the scene where, uh, DiCaprio introduces himself to Bill for the first time. He says, he asks him his name, he says, I'm Amsterdam. Yeah. And then Bill says, oh, I'm New York, right? Like, I think that's really important that this character who is racist, violent, you know, a liar, corrupt, is defining himself as mm-hmm. the most important city in the United States of America, right? And I think that we're supposed to understand that he is a seductive but vile man Right, and I think that we talked about this on the casino episode as well. Right, yeah. that, that Scorsese is very concerned with the seductive nature of crime and, and violence, and I think we see it here too because the the the, Bill the butcher character is charismatic, right? Like he is. You you want him to be on screen more, right? Yeah. You you the movie comes alive when he when he appears, and I I, I give. Scorsese enough credit that I think his point is that we're not supposed to want this guy but he he is what really determined American identity right mm-hmm. even if even if his way of life about ancient laws and and dumb traditions was obliterated like his essence about corruption and violence and racism did inextricably work its way into what America is yeah i i don't know, i
1: think you're giving the movie too much credit I really think, okay yeah.
0: I, yeah, I think the movie is very
1: much on Bill's side. <laughs>
2: okay. I, I felt like I had to remind myself repeatedly throughout the movie. He's like a bad person. He's yeah. like an awful racist.
0: Okay, to, I mean, to me, it was always at the at the front of the character. Like yeah. I, I think that it, it, he he talks about it over and over, over again, constantly referring to the natives as himself. He uses racial slurs constantly, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it was always there. Like I think we were constantly reminded of it, um, and that that. Yeah, but like, it's there's really ways important. to
2: portray someone as charismatic, but still like vile, and I don't feel like they quite went there here.
0: Oh man, I, I did right. Like yeah. he, he is constantly threatening people. He's enacting gross acts of violence. He is. Like when he finally gets the offer from the uh, Brendan Gleeson character, like have a normal conversation, he literally stabs him in the back, right? Like- there are, I think I, That's maybe one of, the, one of the moments
1: where I'm like, okay, yeah, he's actually bad. But throughout, I was like, kind of questioning is like, I don't know, the movie seems like
0: it's kind of on Bill's side. <laughs> wow. No, I, I don't read it that way. Like I think that it's supposed to like- Particularly I, with the so, way the
1: film ends, because the film is like, here we are together, you know? Yeah, I think- you know, and, We're brothers in arms, we die together. I don't know. I, I, th- it's almost like the film was like, hey, do white people stick together and they kind of like <laughs> die and fit an end together.
0: No, I, I guess I don't read it as a good thing. I think they're, they're saying that it, this, it, it's true that they stuck together, right? Yeah. And it's true that eventually the Irish immigrants were adopted into whiteness. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. that, but nonetheless, the, the violence and the racism was still the legacy of that movement and eventually the United States of America.
1: Um, the other thing that sort of pushed on the movies like liberal I- ideology is its um, rampant militarism, um, where it it kind of glorifies the uh, the men who are like being recruited into the military like right off the docks. You read um, that as glorifying? I'm not sure. Particularly about in that. like no, no. I, it
2: looked I, like they were exploiting new immigrants. To yeah, get
1: bodies for the army. Yeah, for sure they were doing that. But then they're it they, they, the way that they kind of. Shoot it. It it felt like kind of
0: military posters when they were shooting. They all look so sad and confused. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. all the people that are, are are being led there are like what's going on what do i need to do this i think one of them where said like I, like I don't know where tennessee is i don't know what yeah like i don't know that. where tennessee is like yeah but it seems like oh these are like very noble characters it seemed like oh, I, I, that's what the that movie was trying to say it, to me i read it as more of a pitying thing like look at these poor guys getting duped into this violent war they're almost certainly going to die they just got here. they definitely
2: can't afford not they, to be they drafted can't,
0: right and that that was a running theme throughout the movie too and that it was the poor that were being sent off to die in a war that they don't really care about, yeah, and it was the rich that could buy themselves out with their three hundred dollars, which I, I remember reading at some point that was the, the equivalent of like thirty thousand dollars today. Yeah. It was a lot of money. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, like that you couldn't just you know save for a little while and pay that off. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. happening. Um, so no, I, I I I think your earlier points about whether or not this movie is saying Bill and and the priest on the right side are. I'm more conflicted there, like I think yeah. you might be on some but I, I don't read this as a, as a pro-military uh, recruitment video. If anything, it opposes that. Yeah. Right, like... It, uh, it, the way some of the scenes were shy, it kind of felt like... You
1: know, oh, especially be because...
0: It, noble soldiers. It, it, because, like, he has that one where like, that we were talking about, where they're getting off the ship yeah, right up Army. to the recruit. Right, okay. Yeah. Like, that scene specifically read mm-hmm. to me as opposing what the the Union Army was doing. Right, like that. That was, yep. uh, I think, uh, a critique of of that, and and that matches with the earlier and later critiques of this uh, three hundred dollars recruitment uh, scheme that okay. that Lincoln implemented. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm not so sure about that one. Um, but yeah, I think that the ending politics, yeah, may be a little bit more conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess I'm split between you two on these two points. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because I agree with Crossman about Bill, and I agree with you about the militarism. Okay.
0: Well, there we go. The, the movie is complex and can yeah. contain yeah, many well, things. Yeah, thing you do. Yeah. I do want to talk about
2: one scene that I liked and then was disappointed by. Okay. Uh, it's the failed assassination scene. Okay. Because uh, the whole movie has been building up to this point where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to try to assassinate Billy, mm-hmm. uh, and then it fails, and then Billy has him like tied down to a table and like plays around with a knife right and so it's this like terrifying scene because you're not sure what he's gonna do and you know how violent he can be and how ruthless he is and he starts like you know spinning the knife over his head and all that and playing around and talking about how like how much he's gonna mess up um Leonardo DiCaprio's character and then they just put a hot sword to his face and then throw him out yeah it felt super anticlimactic, like toward the end of the movie you can't even see that he'd been mangled at all that's yeah I think that's it's like the issue they needed paid no cost for that
0: yeah they they because I mean it's a callback to earlier in the movie right where he talks about how uh DiCaprio's dad had defeated Bill and let him live and as a as a shaming mechanism right like as a way for yeah. him to like you have to walk around knowing you were beaten and everyone knows you were beaten and so there right and so it it's I think calls mind the, this sub theme of like history repeating itself until it doesn't at the end of the movie. Um, but yeah, I think it's a failure of the makeup department. Like they really, <laughs> seriously, so. like they really needed that to that mark to be much clearer and much harsher. I, I, they
2: always talk about ruining his like pretty young face or whatever. And I'm
0: like, I don't know, he's still
2: pretty good looking. <laughs>
0: In fact, he looks cooler with this. With the scar. Right. I think they needed to make it more gruesome. I think they need just like a big scar across his face or something. Like something that really. Something actually scary.
2: Something to show
0: that he's paid a price. Right. Uh, And I get the the point that they're making about how the price that he's paying is living with the shame that he lost. Mm -hmm. Right. Like and, and having to walk around like that. And that Bill is essentially making the same mistake that the priest made when he let Bill live, and it actually turned out the same way because the guy that the priest let, let live end up killing him yeah. the same way that Bill let, lets DiCaprio live, DiCaprio ends up killing him, or the the can cannons do. Um, he finishes
2: the job, I guess. He, he sure he does. He gets half credit for that. He gets yeah. the
0: assist. he sure does. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like the, at, because the, the scarring didn't land, yeah, I agree, mm-hmm. I, I, I hear that. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: it's, it just seemed like so much worse could happen, and
0: right. Yeah, What's I was
1: like it? so
2: pulled in that scene. I was so terrified, and then yeah. that's all they do,
1: and they let him out, and I'm like, what
2: the yeah. hell is
0: that? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, on the other hand, I think that does uh, bring back our earlier point about just how well they cast Bill as a, a a terrifying, a scary character. Yeah, right. Like I think that that's where he is at his most. Horrifying. And yep. they, they set us up Absolutely. for it earlier in that scene with the um, knife throwing tricks yep. that he does with Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Which again, also is pretty intense. T- yeah, really tense. Uh, Part of that was probably like the editing and sound direction because they had some of the loud knife sounds. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it worked. One of the better scenes in the movie. Yeah. Yep. It, it was, yeah, one of the tenser scenes in the movie, at least. Yep. Yeah. High, high tension. Um, so, but yeah, I, I hear your point. I think I remember um, thinking the same thing. Charles, have you seen The Warriors?
2: Which one was it? Oh. Uh, that out Warriors. To no, I haven't seen
0: it. This I've movie
2: is
1: surprisingly a lot like the Warriors. <laughs> Interesting. That makes sense. I mean, that's also a village. Gangs of
2: New York yeah. movie, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, because it,
1: it takes place in New York, right? And it, there's all these different gangs, and they're right. like, marked by their clothing and style. Yeah. And...
0: Right. Well, and they have like these weird rituals, and they, they are following their rituals and traditions and, yeah. and so forth. That, that's more of like a chase movie. Yeah.
1: Um, but it ends in a similar fashion too right uh, I, haven't well, seen I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet i haven't but...
0: seen it in a while but i have seen it yeah it's a bizarre film <laughs> yes yes it is um often referenced right yeah. from I, I think it's one of those movies that uh like not that many people have seen but a lot of people know the big reference from it and like that's yeah, that, that, yeah, <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know the
1: reference and that's bad i think yeah. a lot of people saw it because uh, rockstar released a game for it yep and that oh, kind yeah, of brought it, it back into the zeitgeist, and a lot of people saw it because of that. Yeah,
0: they're, 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 there's a community parody of it, and numerous par- well, when they're skating and on um, their rollerblades. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of similarities to the to the gangs in this. Yeah, where they all meet together, yep. and they have like different alliances between the gangs. So yeah, and their costuming is
0: important to their identity as a gang. Yeah, it's all color based, right? Because it's essentially red versus blue. Yeah. Um, yeah, you need a uniform. You need, yeah, you need a uniform, um, like an army, right. which does make it easier to understand who's fighting who. That's why. Yep. That's My, why armies wear uniforms. Michael Bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <right>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like there's, a, there's a purpose here. Yeah, um yeah, they don't have to be all bright red like the the British army. Yeah, I like
1: the texture of the games in this film. Gangs in this film, and it reminded me a lot of of uh
0: warriors. The warriors. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I did not call that to mind, but I do like that they. Uh, draw that uh, draw together like that with the colors yeah
1: I mean Warriors is more like an absurdist take on it but it's surprisingly similar Mm -hmm.
0: like
1: there's even a gang if I recall correctly that has hats similar to the
0: the Pug Uglies
1: okay (laughs) a
0: lot of big tall a lot of interesting hats in this movie and most of them are like Think it's styled the stovepipe yeah, hats, yeah. yeah,
2: more common back then, I guess. Right.
0: I, I mean, it's kind of extraordinary that uh, Daniel Day-Lewis shows up in a giant stovepipe hat and like managed to make it make it look like the coolest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> right. That that intro where he first shows up with his He's weird, got great costume design. Right. That weird curly mustache and that giant coat with the hat and like a butcher's knife and a regular knife in each hand and like throws the coat off. Like it's that is a hell of an intro. But he looks he, like the Babadook. <laughs> 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 yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not think of that, but yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> See, so if the Duke is scary, then uh, Bill the Butcher is too. Yeah. Um, what do we think about... Because uh, uh, there's a lot of character actors in this movie. We touched on some of them. One of them is Jim Broadbent. Uh, plays the boss Tweed who you, you mentioned.
1: Yeah, he's... Um an interesting character in the film. Uh, uh, he, uh, it, it's interesting because he's like the most known character probably from this era. Mm-hmm. Like his, as a historical figure. As a yeah. historical figure, yeah. other than like Lincoln. Um, yeah. And so it's interesting that he's in this film and he's kind of like a secondary character. Right. He's, I mean, he's
0: probably the most important secondary character. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, I mean, they gave a lot of screen time to a guy that's like a real guy. And most mm-hmm. of these other people are fictionalized. Even the Bill the Butcher character is based on William Poole, but it's still a fictionalized version of him. They move the dates a lot.
1: Yeah, and as a politician, he's willing to switch sides
0: at will, which is like the yep. mark of a corrupt politician. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, Jim Broadman's take on him is interesting, because you hear about Boss Tweed, and I think I imagine a more menacing character. Yeah, yeah right. I felt the
1: same way. Whereas like,
0: I want to see like a De Niro I mean, in Casino.
1: He's,
2: yeah, and
0: he's you gonna see gonna all the blowout cartoons. Off. He's like this like big guy, right? Right, and that, that might be more true to history. But Broadbent's take on it is almost a, a pandering type of, of politician. Yeah, he's more right? like the Pinnacle. cowardly kind of politician. Yeah. yeah, Well, which I think still works. Like it makes sense in the movie. And I would not want to make sense for him to like be this menacing guy off opposite Daniel Day Lewis, right? Like that wouldn't work. Yeah. Uh, they'd overlap too much. Yeah. Um. So I get why they made that choice, but um. Yeah, I think that that they probably departed from the history a little bit mm-hmm. there because I, I think of us tweet as this guy that's just dominating everything, right? Like he ran New York yep. for his own personal enrichment for a yeah couple this decades.
1: Conflict mm-hmm. almost seems like kind of below him in, yeah. in my mind of like the historical
0: figure. Yeah, which is, which, is probably true. Yeah, which, um, yeah. Like,
2: I mean, he he goes to the pool club and like gossips about the goings on in the poor yeah. world. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and the people that he um, gives that tour to were all historical figures as well. The the
2: Skimmerhorns.
0: Yeah, the Skimmerhorns. They have a street in Brooklyn. We had a
2: Skimmerhorn Hall at Columbia.
0: Right. Yeah. There's that, and there's yeah. There's also a street in Brooklyn named Skimmerhorn. And then Horace Greeley uh, ran the New York Tribune um, for a long time. One of the great abolitionists. They kind of get
1: owned later in the film, where the like, yeah, the hordes like break into their house and like. Chase them from there. <laughs> yeah, close to their, mind the ca-
0: the class conflicts themes here um, yep. that echo the really what inspired the the rides in the first place, um, the the draft.
1: Yeah, it's funny how they they show rich people as being these kind of like effeminate dandies, like yeah, because they they still wear the like seventeen hundred hundreds wigs yep. and mm-hmm. have
0: kind of this long flowy clothing, right? And Colourful they're they're clothing. all like horrified by. You know, the the poor is down in the five points and all that. Yeah. Um, that was also uh, where Scorsese's cameo shows up uh, is he plays one of the rich people, you uh, know. That Cameron Diaz is robbing. That Cameron Diaz is robbing. Yep, she, he's robbing Scorsese. Oh. <laughs> and uh, he's barely in
2: the, it. I saw them show the dinner table. I'm like, oh my he's, God, is that Martin Scorsese? He's there for like four <laughs> or five seconds. Is.
0: And like doesn't show up again. Um, and I think his young daughter is in there too. I think the baby is his daughter. Or no, not the baby, but like he has a family member in that scene. Uh, but yeah, that's the Scorsese cameo. Um, he's cut, shows up in a couple of his other movies, he's in Taxi Driver too, famously, but also this one.
1: Yeah, it was funny to see the rich people like get owned during the <laughs> riots. <laughs>
0: that they do, like, that, that they certainly do. I was like, Yeah, this is, this is cool. At least uh, the movie has like a class politics, it, a little, it does. <laughs> I actually think it does. Um, Charles, uh, any anything we haven't touched on, uh, for. Gangs of New York, um, not that I can think of right now. Okay, yeah. So, so, so uh, I, I realized that you uh, watched this movie what, last night at like ten or something. So you're, yeah, it, is it still since
2: it's so long? It, it was a bit hard to retain everything. <laughs> right. <I guess. laughs> yeah, and it's just um, a lot. Especially that so out of much of this film. Yeah, there's it's a, a, a lot. lot. I felt like I had a hard time really getting into it. All things okay. considered, um, partly because, as I mentioned, like kind of the pacing, I guess.
0: Yeah, for for me it held it better on subsequent viewings. Like I remember the first time I watched it, it took me a little while to return to it um, because I think I had a similar reaction. Yeah, I just Um, felt
2: too much like it had a relatively simplistic plot that was stretched out a bit too thin.
0: Yeah, I I think that once you, like I think that plot is not really that important to what, it's not why Scorsese made this movie, Yeah, right? Like I think that it's, it's kind of a hacky plot, not hacky strong, but you know, formulaic plot because what he really wanted to do was talk about this era and these people, and right. And he just needed some mechanism to build that around. Yeah, that's true. And I think that it, when returning to this movie, both the, the like the second time I watched it and this time that I watched it, like I was able to kind of go in knowing that the plot isn't really central to it, and you can draw in more of these period details yeah. that I think make it a much richer experience um, for for me anyway. Because yeah, you're right. The actual narrative here is not the most interesting part by by a long shot. Yeah. So this is this a, a soft recommend, medium? Uh, I'll just go right down the middle. i just, right. okay. just say I'm neutral on this <laughs> okay. movie. Got it. Yeah. All right, well, uh, Crossman, I think you're up next, and this will also be, whatever movie you picked, our last movie of the year. Yeah. Um, we're, we're taking a bit of a hiatus uh, during the holidays for a few weeks. We'll be back on, I think, uh, January 8th. Um, so it, we'll, we'll, we'll do next right. week, yeah. uh, which will be, I think, the... 18th? That'll be the 18th. Yeah. Um, and the one more after that will be whatever movie you're picking right now. Yes. Um, but then we're going to return Try during that. During the tw- oh, it's, so it'll be Christmas? Yeah. OK, great. Uh, so that. Um, but then we're returning on the 8th, um, and we're going to take a different format. Uh, we're going to be doing our top five movies of the year. Yeah. So this will be the first and probably only time um, until 2019 where we talk about current movies rather than yeah. old movies. Um, So we'll each be going through our our top five list and bottom one. And bottom one, right? Which (laughs) I'm actually probably going to struggle with much more than the. I'll struggle with both. Um, So tune in for that. It'll be a different format. I don't know how long that episode will be. We're just going to talk until we run out of (laughs) run out of movies. Um, A lot of movies. It's it's 15. Well, Well, no, it's 18. (laughs) We'll have to limit it. Right, right, and there'll be some overlap, right? Like, uh, but that's where we are. Um, but in any event, what is our last movie of the year, yeah. Um
1: I'd like to do a movie called Attack the Block,
0: which Ooh, is that's a, good one. All right. a good little timing. indie sci-fi movie that came out a few years ago. It's a good
1: one. Yeah. And I think... Uh, Charles will like it. So. I think I also Just think. Just
0: in time
2: for a
1: new Star Wars. Right. right this That's is, the one
2: that John Boyega was in, right? Yeah. That, I'm not that mistaken. Made yeah, actually, yep.
1: coincidentally, uh, I was not thinking about that when I, oh, really? I chose it. But <laughs> coincidentally, it is the movie where John Boyega kind of broke through. Yeah, I think it was his first movie. I think it was his first movie. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And it's super good. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week for Attack the Block. If you like the show, please share it. Please comment. Please bring other people into it. We do not advertise. Um, but we will be back on December 18th. No, 25th. Yes, yeah, that'll one. be less. Yeah, of the so we'll year. be back on Christmas uh, with Attack the Block. Thanks.